Yo, what's up? This your girl, Legendary Miss T, and this is True T with Legendary Miss T. How you guys doing? Today, we're going to continue the topic about mental illness. So yesterday, I posted a long video. Well, it wasn't that long, but I posted a video about me going through my issue with depression and being diagnosed with bipolar, and I was telling you guys how the medication has really helped me and really going to talk to a licensed therapy therapist i mean has really helped me so right now i'm sitting here with a professional we call her madam ashley and she's a licensed therapist and she's she just want to give our input on what you guys need to do if you know you can't control your brain if your brain is racing if you're dealing with depression if you feel like something is going on and you want to take care you want to check on yourself and see what's going on with yourself because just knowing about yourself is wealth and knowing uh what you need to do and we're going to give you the information on who you need to contact is so important you know you got to value yourself nowadays and valuing yourself is knowing yourself Knowing yourself and health is wealth. All those things. You want to chime in, Ashley? Yes. How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for inviting me, um, Trishelle. I really appreciate it. Um, so first thing, mental health is really important to take care of because, um, you know, we need our mind. You need your thoughts. You need... Um, you need your brain to be functioning in a way that it needs to function so you could progress in life. Yes. So many things can happen. So many um, traumatic events can happen in your life that can kind of throw you off. And it can make you do a whole down spiral if you don't know how to cope with things around you. Just coping with, you know, your environment sometimes. Coping just with people that are just difficult or just coping with little minor things that go on in your life. It, that's a process for some people. What's, what's big to me might be small to you and what's right. small to you might be big to me. So it, it takes, sometimes it takes us to kind of um, slow down, find out what's the issue and find out how we can deal with it in a positive way. So um, that's the most, um, you know, pertinent thing to remember is dealing with your problems in a healthy way and not a not a negative way. Right. It's Be- going to bring more problems. Right. Because uh, lately I've been hearing about people jumping off the bridge. They had like two incidents that happened over the weekend. I'm not really sure in New Orleans. And they wanted to commit suicide. So some people feel like they don't have anyone to talk to. And um, sometimes they don't want to talk to their family because they feel like their family will not understand them. Can you give them some tips on how to handle a situation if they're feeling suicidal? What would they need to do, Ash? So definitely, if you're feeling suicidal, definitely you don't need to talk. You don't need to call your friends and your family to try to talk it out or anything like that. Head straight to the emergency room because. I'm telling you, do not trust yourself with those thoughts. If you ask, I, I get so many patients and I ask them this one question. If I met you two years ago and and I told you, and I asked you, would you kill yourself in two more years? Would you try to kill yourself? What would you tell me? They say, I would never, I would have told you no. Right. But there you go now, you in my you in my hospital and you know you try to commit suicide. So now we know your potential. Su- suicide happens in a blink of an eye. Right. It's just a thought that you run with it. And sometimes our brain is so corroded with issues and trauma that we talk ourselves into this is the only option. So talking to people outside that's not a professional, sometimes they can say things to trigger you to make you feel worse. Not mm-hmm. even um, give you what you need to move forward. You don't need to deal with an amateur or a person who who you may think may could make you feel better at that moment, you need to head to the emergency room, let a um, professional know so they can give you the correct tools so this would not happen again. So definitely head to the emergency room. If you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling homicidal, 
Or even if you see somebody that's not really taking care of themselves, we call that gravely disabled. Mm-hmm. Definitely point them to um, point them to uh, the emergency room. And if a person is feeling suicidal and it's your loved ones and they don't want to go, you call the coroner's office. You call them and tell them that they're feeling suicidal. You call the police and tell them that they're feeling suicidal and they they have an obligation to bring them to the emergency room to get evaluated, to see if they we need to proceed with any professional help. Right. So protect your loved ones and protect yourself and go straight to the emergency room. Yeah, I definitely agree with Ashley. When we get finished with the conversation, she is going to give y'all some info on who you could contact because in the community, you know, especially in the black community, they feel like uh, they don't want to talk to nobody or it's stupid to talk to somebody or they don't believe in, you know, seeking help because the first stigma that, you know, they put up on us is you crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't dealt with that so many times. And that's why I was ashamed to tell people that I was diagnosed with bipolar because I got teased like from family me. Oh, you bipolar. You don't know what you're talking about. I remember one of my aunties said, uh, did you take your medicine today? Like it just be stuff like that. And you know, it's really hurtful when you're going through something that you don't understand. And some people don't really know how to cope with it when they first get diagnosed with it. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, the bridge thing really terrified me because I saw somebody put it up on Instagram and it was really like sitting on the bridge. Right. Contemplating. Contemplating about... Do- so to me, that's like you really, really don't want to do it. Right. You don't. And like I said, it takes a split moment, a split second where yeah. you will show yourself that you need to do it. Um, do you be- think people snap? Yeah. It, it's called a... It's, it's, it's Explain that to me, Ash. It's a psychotic break. Mm-hmm. So we all we all are entitled to one psychotic break in our life. We mm-hmm. all entitled to one. So if I see in in a hospital one time, I can't. I'm not gonna say, well, this person definitely has has this disorder. Okay. I'm not gonna say that because we all um you know we all have have the potential to to do that. And in psychology, they teach us that we all have a trigger. Each one of us have a trigger to become mentally ill. Right. Some of us some of us get triggered to all. Uh, so where we have a break, and some of us we make it through, depending on how our brain is made up. We know several people who we seen as a young person, and they had it all together, and then now you see them and they all out their mind, yeah, they all delusional and paranoid, and that's because they had the trigger inside of them, and something happened, a traumatic thing happened, something that their brain could not handle happened, mm-hmm. and they had a break. So we all entitled to a break, but. Suicide, women contemplate suicide more than men do. Men straight Explain up. Explain that. Women are more emotional. Okay. So they're going to go back and forward. Is this the right thing to do? Is this not the right thing to do? Who I'm leaving behind? Um, things like that. They'll, they'll kind of be emotionally attached to what's going on. They'll be more dramatic with their with them killing, them killing themselves. Right. You know, it takes them a little longer to process it. But men... Most men, if they want to kill themselves, they're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. They want to just do it. They're not gonna. They're not gonna contemplate it. They might don't want to do it, but they're just gonna go through it because that's just how men are. I think you're right about that because when I was in a suicidal, you know, when I was thinking suicidal thoughts, you know, I thought about my kids. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want my kids to to be hurt. And I felt like if I did commit suicide, I felt like I would have been letting a lot of people down because even though you have the haters out there, there's still like a lot of people that's rooting for you, you know? And I have like a lot of people that really be rooting for me and they tell me that I inspire them, you know? So, and then I I also start uh, feeling that, you know, I would have had those people saying, I told you so, I I told you she was crazy, you know? So it was a lot of thoughts that went through my head and... One funny thought that I had, Ash, was just picturing my brother saying, um, you stupid. Why you did that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why you, why you did that? It wasn't your time. Like, I would have met him in heaven or whatever, and he would have been like, you fucking stupid. Because he usually do me that. Like, you shouldn't have did that. You know, and that was in my, my head too. But, 
you know, one thing that I learned from you, Ashley, was you told me that I had to push through the pain and that it has stuck with me through everything that I go through, even small things now. So I feel like anything that I go through now is not, is not, is not, is not that, not saying that it's not a problem, but it's not as big as what I was thinking because we could create scenarios and scenes and, and things in our head and we will make something way bigger than what it what it really is you know what i'm saying so now i feel you know going through that when i lost my brother that i'm stronger now and i can handle situations and the first thing i don't have to just think about uh oh i'm gonna commit suicide like i want to commit suicide when i couldn't pay a bill we heard the story i'm sad my brother with my brother used to say toilet over a bill it's like that sometimes. And I just, you know, like, just looking at him like, you stupid motherfucker. Right. Over a bit. But everybody is built different. And everybody has chemical. Well, I don't know if everybody got chemical imbalance. But I know I have a chemical imbalance. So I wouldn't probably think rational like somebody else without my medication. So I'm going to be over the top. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, just having the right people around you could tell you the right things and it make you really want to live longer and really be here and don't be selfish to do something like that. Because no matter what you go through, you know, you could push through it. You could push through all your challenges because the thing of it is, it's not going to be around. Like if you if somebody broke your heart, right, you might even take a month, maybe a year and you might, you know, be sad or whatever. But you're going to be over it. No, you can't be sad for you. Well, not for a year, but you know what I'm saying. That be that because a lot of people, I ain't gonna lie to you. And you say you say it about bipolar. I get a lot of people that come up to me. First thing they want to tell me, I'm bipolar. I'm schizophrenic. I'm, I have anxiety. I have depression. Mm-hmm. Mental illness. Um, that's just a that's just a disorder. The diagnosis, right? Yeah, that's just a disorder. When you come to professionals, therapists, and psychiatrists, they don't treat the disorder. They treat the symptoms. Okay, gotcha. So you can't, don't come to me telling me you're depressed, you have bipolar. And then a lot of people, uh, one thing you have to do, you have to define your disorder. And you have to really know what it is. Being bipolar, people think, oh, sometimes they they um up and then sometimes they're down. Yeah, they're different. That is one part of being bipolar. But there are so many other avenues of being bipolar that people don't catch. Right. And, you know, and then they'll just look at you and they say, well, she's bipolar because she flipped. Or he's he's bipolar because he did this. And sometimes it just might don't be that they're bipolar. It could be something else. Because there are so many different other disorders that match certain things. And I And I learned that. Yeah. I really learned that. It was like one time somebody was like, you OCD. And then one time... Somebody was telling me, uh, they never called me schizophrenic. They was just like, you bipolar, you moody. They think it's just moody, no, it's but it's, it's just more than that. Like I learned that really like being agitated and fussing a lot could be bipolar for, yeah, for anything. Be, it could be, it could be it like, if something just sets you off easy, it right. could be that. Be- but people could be bipolar, bipolar and manic. People be, can be bipolar. Yeah. Explain bipolar. that. Because when I got diagnosed, they said bipolar too. Which wasn't that manic. But sometimes I do have manic episodes. You know that. You know. So what's the difference between bipolar uh, 1 and 2? So bipolar um, 2 and 1. And really they don't really do bipolar 1 and 2 no more. They don't? (laughs) But that's what the God told me. like They changed it so much. That's what I'm saying. They changed things so many times. I remember when we first... When I first started doing mental health, they used to have I access five, meaning five different things in mental health that we had to explain for each patient. But now they don't even do that mm-hmm. anymore. It's just three things that you have to um, provide. So it, they don't even do the access one through five anymore. So like bipolar one, bipolar two, they really don't do it. So it's it's either you're, you're either if you're bipolar, you're bipolar. Okay, so that's now what they do. Subcategories of bipolar. So you could be bipolar, the bipolar depressed bipolar. That's what I was. You could be bipolar depressed manic bipolar. Okay. You know what I'm yeah. So it, the list can go on and on and on. So there, if you're bipolar, you're just bipolar. But now they have different sub- subcategories mm-hmm. for that. But um, the difference is, so if somebody's psychotic, they're more manic. 
No, that's it's two different things. If you're psychotic, that means you're more delusional. Oh. Okay, that means you're more delusional, meaning your reality is not real. Okay. If you're a manic, that's more like you are all over the place, meaning you are screaming and hollering and yelling, things like that. You're just all over the place. So um, there's different, you know, different categories. And then if you're bipolar depressed, that meaning you're probably crying all the time. That's what I was doing. Yeah, you're probably crying all the time and probably sad or you have... And don't have no no reason why you sad and fear. Yeah, yeah. so different things like that. So that defines bipolar, but then there's so many other attributes of bipolar. Some people um, who have bipolar, they are um, um, impulsive. And some people, like, I have patients that have $3,000 in see a homeless person and give the person three thousand dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They do things like that. I'm just saying what they say they shop the moment, they shop a lot shop too. A lot. At the moment you're not processing it at the rate that you're supposed to process it because right now you really hype about something. And you see a homeless person and you're like, man, I really could help this person. So a, a bipolar person will go down the whole thing. Man, if I get this person the $3,000, they might turn around and flip this and get them a house and just do good. You have a whole picture in your mind that this $3,000 is going to change this person's life. So I'm going to do it no matter the consequences. Right. So that's how that disorder works. It's, it's just... Is more is we we have this book that we diagnose all our patients called the DSM five. Mm-hmm. So um that's what we on we on number five. So you have to meet some of those criteria to be diagnosed. Don't just go to anybody and let people tell you, oh you have this. If you haven't seen a psychiatrist for three months to three to six months, mm-hmm. then and they give you a diagnosis, that's a lie because according to the DSM five, you have to be um having these contributing these factors. Of uh, this disorder for a certain amount of time, so you have to uh, go to a psychiatrist. Street. And y'all gotta remember, psychiatrists do not do therapy. They don't. So no, they don't do therapy. They just they prescribe only, the medicine. They only manage medication. So who do the th- who do the it therapy? People like me, Thera- therapists or counselors. Now, gotcha. There's a difference between counselors and therapists. Counselors are more solution focused. Mm-hmm. They help you get to the next step. So you already, you already, if you go to a counselor, you already should know what you're saying is, I know some things about myself. I just want to get to the next step. I'm kind of stuck. Right. You go to a therapist if you don't know how to put what is going on in your life into words. Therapists are more focused on how can I help the inside of you. Right. So that's the difference. I'm a therapist. I'm more focused on you. How can I help change your mindset? So then you can change your steps in front of you. What a counselor is more focused on, well, your mindset is good. Let's work on the next thing, the solution. Wait, 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 wait. So say that again. One of them is for medicine and one of them is to help you get to the step, no, right? A psychiatrist is just managed med- Me- Okay, psychiatrist. A but you a therapist. I'm a therapist. Therapist, so, and, and um, if you want therapy, you go to a counselor or you go to a therapist. But they are different. The counselors are more solution focused. And therapists are more within you. I'm working within you. What's going on within you? Let's change within you. So that's the difference. So if you already have kind of a good mindset and you think you got it together and mm-hmm. you just need help from going from point A to point B because you're kind of stuck, then you go to a counselor. Or if you're doing group therapy, they're so good for, for counseling. They're so good for for counseling and helping you with that. That's what they're that's what they go to school for. They go to school for counseling sitting in circles. Now therapists, we different. We more clinical based, meaning we diagnose. We uh do things like that. We do treatment plans. I thought the therapist diagnose 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 too. They don't yeah. diagnose, right? The, the therapist. LPCs, LPCs do diagnose a little bit, mm-hmm. but we are clinical based. LPCs are not clinical based. Gotcha. Counselors are not. LS, LCSWs are clinical based. So okay. we deal more with people who have disorders like schizophrenia, bipolar, things like that. That's why when you go in facilities, only LCSWs can be directors because we are clinical based. LPCs are not. 
Let me ask you this. Why do you have this stigma about taking medication? Nobody want to take it. Oh, I ain't taking no medication. But you can take crack and cocaine and marijuana. Right. <laughs> I don't get that. And my thing of it is, my thing of it is. And drink alcohol. And drink alcohol. You don't want to take the medication because people be saying, if I was you, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't take that. But me experiencing taking medication has helped me a lot. I'm not saying like I'm 100%, but fuck, I'm 75. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And then the medication help, but like I was telling y'all in the video, you also have to take that step and try to help yourself. So 50% you know? meds, 50% you. Yeah, you also got to take that step to help yourself. And one of the ways that I try to help myself is I listen to positive videos or you know, I just surround myself with positive people. If it's negative, I just kind of fall back from it. I don't like really, because I already know, you got to know your triggers, right? Right. And I know what will set me off. So it's too much negativity. I can't be around it. And then I can't be bringing a lot of negativity because that's going to make me uh, fall back. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really, really be fucked up in the head, you know? So... People don't really like take medicine, medicine, and they say all kind of stuff. And I'm like, but anything, anything medicine could kind of work for you. But right. but like you said, it was snort cocaine, pop pills, and stuff and like alcohol. that. Drink alcohol. Alcohol is a drug, people. Just want to let you know. If you drink daiquiris, you drink all of that. You can you literally put poison in your body. Alcohol can poison your whole body. If you That's why they call it alcohol poison yeah. when they drink a lot. If you come to me, if you come to me and you dr- you have drinking drunk a lot of alcohol, and I have to detox you off of alcohol, you're the only person that I would have to put somebody in the room to watch you so you won't die. That's Damn. how serious alcohol is. People don't understand that people die from alcohol. You get drinking too much. How do you think people get cirrhosis of the liver and yeah. all these other things? It's from alcohol. Alcohol ages you also. Make it look right. worse than what you already are. So people, if you drinking alcohol, if you're doing all this and you t- you talking about you don't want to take no medicine, that's, it don't make no sense. Why is it important to take the medicine? Why? It's important to take medicine because you have to have balance. Mm-hmm. You have to have balance. And sometimes our brain does not release what it needs to, to have the balance. Right. Sometimes you need a little help with that. No, and nothing is wrong with that. Nothing is wrong with that. Nothing diabetic, is wrong with that. Diabetic take medicine. You know what I'm saying? If you have a headache, you take medicine because your brain and your body cannot release what it is to get rid of what you have. So the, the thing is, medicine, if it's made in, in, in every, everything that you take will have side, side effects. Medication, you know, it, it, it transfer either it's going through the stomach or it's going through the liver. That's the only two parts it's digested in, the liver or the stomach. Mm-hmm. So you know that every medicine, anything that you put in your body will have side effects no matter what. Even if you put natural stuff in your body, if you use too much of it, they're going to tell you you're using too much. Mm-hmm. You, it's messing up something. If you right. put too much iron in your body, it's going to mess up something. So that's the whole thing is, is you need balance. So nothing is wrong with taking medicine. Read what the medicine for. Read um read the side effects, and that's why it's important to continue going to the doctor so you can get your levels. The thing about people is they start taking medicine and stop going to the doctor. Yeah. But these medicines have to be on a therapeutic level. That means you have to get your blood drawn, taken to see if it's damaging anything else. If it, if the dosage I'm giving you is not enough, if the dosage I'm giving you is too much, you have to go continue going to the doctor to get your levels. And everything has side effects. That's right. that's just life. The point of the situation is, is we all need medication for something. Right, right. For something. So if something you want to take, if you need medicine, and it's going to help you balance you out so you can think better, process better, feel better, take it, get what you need, and find a doctor that's not gung-ho on giving medication. Find a doctor that's willing to find the right medication for you so you don't have to take as many. It's just take as little. That's why Shout out Dr. Wynn, because yeah. <laughs> that was my primary care doctor. Because mm-hmm. I was going to, what you call it, MDS, MDSC, MDS. What, Yeah, I was going there. And they put me on so many medications. Mm-hmm. When I tell you, guys, when I tell you, I was all over the place. I believe But that one medication that my primary care doctor prescribed for me, has worked for me. You feel what I'm saying? Like I can maneuver in this world, 
you know, I don't have to be around here crying and sad about stuff. I don't have to be down and depressed and thanking everybody against me. Cause that, those was the, the mindsets. And I just can't, I can't blame it on bipolar. It was like my upbringing too, what I was around, you know, that environmental stressor. what they call it again. Environmental Y'all hear that, huh? When I do crisis plan with people, with, um, with people, and, it, and let me tell y'all, it's good if y'all have kids, and if even with, with yourself, it's good to do a crisis plan. If something happened, then your children have something they can call, people they can call to help you, if you can't call and help yourself. And if you have children, it's good to put, do a crisis plan with them in case they need something, and they, um, and you, and they're not able to call you have something that you can use to help them out. Right. So it's important to do that. In, in your crisis plan, it's always important to list some weaknesses, some things that you feel like you are battling with and some mm-hmm. things that trigger that. So you might say that your weakness is is that you're suicidal. You feel like you want to harm yourself. So what triggers you to feel suicidal? It could be like bad thoughts or grief. Mm-hmm. That triggers you. So you know that, look, when I start thinking this way, I got to do something. And then also on your crisis plan, list some people you could call. Some people that on hand that you call them, they will give you good, good advice, make you feel better. Right. And then list on there some people that not only they'll make you feel better, but some people, if you need a presence, if you need somebody there, they will come to you and be there without a shadow of a doubt. And then list some places where you can go. So if you start feeling your triggers or something start happening, so like you at home sitting at home and you're like, oh my God, I'm starting to think about my sister that died or my mama that died or my brother that died. You need to say, well, let's touch, let's touch on that because when I post my video, this girl, this lady had like a long, I forgot her name, but she had a long post about grieving because I think she had lost two sons. Mm-hmm. And I tag you in that because I know you are professional and I know you know what to do when it comes to those, you know, situation, you know, with that, that type of situation. Um, how can they, people handle grief? Because that's another thing that could make another trigger that could make somebody very depressed. Right. So grief have a lot of things mixed into it. Grief can have guilt in it. Grief can have just um, just you realizing that who you are and what you have. So a lot of people get stuck because they realize that that person is not physically there anymore. But they don't realize the good that that person brought in their life. Right. And what that person gave to life. With dealing with grief, you are there's different several stages of grief. So you'll be in denial, you'll be mad, you'll be happy, you'll be sad, you'll be angry. You'll go through the different levels. That's human. I'm telling you, everybody will do it. But when you start getting stuck and feeling like you can't go on, it starts to become an an excuse. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it it becomes an excuse is because you're not looking at the bigger picture and the better picture. So like Pook, Pook died. But Pook gave a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just at his funeral, everybody who came and talked and said, man, I presented that. Why why focus on him not being here, but focus on what he did when he was here? Right. It's a change of, of the mindset. You know what I'm saying? You can't, listen, people have to understand. It's already said, every living thing must die. Yes. People will go, period. That's how it is. It's sad. It's hurtful. But you can't get stuck. You have to use something as an ammunition to make to make their the presence and who they were a, a legacy. You know what I'm saying? Like if like my mama died. I was sad, I was hurt, but you know what? I said if I don't push on, then all the sacrifices that she made. Gonna be insane. gone. Yes, yes. You're not looking at the bigger bigger um picture of the situation. You know that that person is not physically here, but what they left behind is still is still here, and that's you. They left you behind. They left all that they had you. So it's grief is understanding the bigger picture and focusing on the better and not not the bad. You have to you have to have some type of peace within you. That's that's something that you cannot change. You so can, who could they talk to? Like, do give them some information. Definitely, counselors are good with this. Counselors are really good with this, with these, with things. Do you have they, some they counselors have in mind? Yes. Um. So we have um. Uh, Michelle. Michelle is a counselor. Her name is Michelle Lester. She's a counselor. She's she a have counselor. a number? Yeah, I got a number. 
Where and what what facility that they could go she's see a, her? They, these people are private practice. Okay. Okay. So anybody need a number to reach out and I'll give it to you because I have a personal cell number. I don't have business number. Okay, give them your um your IG. Oh, Instagram is Madam Ashley on Instagram. Y'all can reach out and I'll give you so And I'm going to put her information down in a link so you guys to, to know. So, oh, I'm messing up, but y'all know me. I'm going to put her information down so you guys can contact Ashley. And she will, she will be happy to give you the information because she like doing stuff like that. Right. <laughs> so, they have Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Lester, um, Bridget Carey, um, um, they have those two are counselors. Then they have um, Katie. Um, Katie is a therapist. Then I have a lady named Bernice who's in Slidell. Um, these people are good with with things they can help you with grief. And if they can't help you, they know they know the network to help to help whatever. I'm a licensed therapist, but I work inpatient. So if you're not on CC or PC, meaning if no one ever strip your rights away, you'll never see me. Because um, I just, I mean, I work in an inpatient facility. But um, but you, you could refer them to yeah, some I people. Yeah, I definitely could get you some. Um, and a good source for everybody is psychologytoday.com. Oh, that's it's a good. great source. You can always, you put, put what you want in there, what you're looking for. And then you can put the, uh, define why you're looking for them. So if you're looking for grief, say I want a council of grief. Because they've got people that specialize in these things. And all of the councils that group, and then put your, your city where you're at, and your state, and all of them that are registered on that site who are licensed professionals, they have to be licensed, they have to be board certified, they will come up, and then you call them and you interview them. Interview your therapist, interview your counselor, see if they, they're rocking how you Do rock. your research, baby. You know what I'm saying? Make sure they um, want to call with you, because at the end of the day, these are the people you're going to be telling your most intimate things with. So, right. You know, and pick, pick which one ever one you want. You know, but psychologytoday.com is a good, um, a good start for you guys. Well, thank you, Madam Ashley. You did a fantastic job, like always. Y'all know I'm going to bring y'all the true tea. This is Legendary Miss T with True Tea Baby. And I'll be back with another video soon. Okay? And I'm going to put the links down. If you're feeling or you're having suicidal thoughts or you're going through something that you don't understand, I'm going to have all the information in the link down below. Thank you. I love you guys and have a good day. Okay. Yo, what's up everybody? And this is Tracy with your girl, Legendary Miss T. And today I have my beautiful and wonderful daughter. Her name is Queasy. Queasy. Tell them a little about yourself. So, my name is Queasy. Yes. I am a female artist. I rap and I sing. Okay. Um, I'm a graduate from LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just glamorous. Give them a little something. What? You want me to rap? Just a little something. <laughs> Come on, just a little something. Because that's what the topic is about today. We're talking All about right. female rappers. So let's let's do it, Queen. Come on. Um, oh, I can't even think of a rap. Can I do something I already do? Yeah. Do I beatbox or what? No, don't beatbox. Okay. All right, go ahead. I'm going to just be still. Okay. So before I let you go, I need a bag. Talking real fly shit, cause nigga sad. Okay. Making promises he can't keep, so I'm mad. A glass of wine reminiscent on what we had. Mm-hmm. A bitch like me need a little shopping spree. A bitch like me need a mansion with a key. A, n- <laughs> a bitch like me need a nigga to run a check. I bring that pussy back, hit it like a quarterback. Okay. I, before I let you go, let him know he lost a freaky dicky hoe. Right uh-huh. on her tippy toes. Never fucking with his bros, and I'm loyal to the soul. Out that five oh folk, just thought I let you know. 
Fuck them other niggas cause I'm down for my nigga Let's on my go. scene murder shit. I was ready to pull a trigger, ain't no wrong when I'm with you. Binding Clyde, where the jigger bites uh. the Houston in the winter, making love in December. All you had, you don't remember? Get the bag like the Jenna's ass fat like Kylie, but it's mine. Blow his mind. You won't forget her. Okay. <laughs> man, the new age, the new females, man, we gotta. I wanna pass the torch to you. I'm passing the torch. Y'all just witnessed her pass the torch to me. I am passing the torch to Queasy. <laughs> okay. So today on True T, Miss T, okay, True T with Legendary Miss T, we're talking about female rappers. So let's get into it. So let's talk about Jermaine Dupree talking about all oh, the girl female rappers are like strippers and that's all they talk about is riding the dick. And what else he said? Um, he just basically tried to say what everybody's been saying or just make it seem like it's you know mediocre the movement that's really going on like honestly i think it was a, pu- a publicity stunt for something that he's doing something mm-hmm. that's in the works but i think it's insulting when men especially men in the industry say things like girls a uh, female rappers shouldn't rap about their vagina like sexuality and things of that nature when they can rap about guns they can rap about mo- popping mollies on eight thousand tracks and say the same shit like they can rap about fucking hoes they can rap about their jewelry but don't like don't stop this movement and don't try to make it seem as though we don't have content and content and we don't have lyrics what i do go ahead but what what i do see is sex sells Mm -hmm. we know this Mm -hmm. right what if that's that's just what it is right at this moment not to say that it's gonna stay the same because like i said there's a jill scott Mm -hmm. and then there's a uh who else like a jill scott and then there's like a beyonce yeah that's two different lanes right they both are singers but beyonce is a little bit more sexual than jill scott Mm -hmm. but they both got beautiful voices and that's the truth. And you know the thing that I don't like about the female rapper thing now, I don't like the point, the uh, fact that uh, it always got to be one female. And I think that men do that in the industry. You know, I don't think they want the music industry to be dominant. Like they don't want a lot of females in the industry because uh, rap and hip hop to me is like sports. So it's so competitive. You know, like my daughter said, you gonna have ten thousand niggas talking about Molly popping, they bad bitch. I'ma fuck your hoe and this and that and that. But soon as females come out and talk about their pussy, our uh, power, pussy is power. But if you talk about uh. You talking about a dude or what you've been through? They're like, oh, they, all they do is male bash. But that's, I feel like that's every industry. Well, anything with a female is like when you're a mom, mm-hmm. they always ridicule you. Like, yeah. if you, you know, uh, you a bad mom, if you don't do this or like you, it's it's just always with something with female, right? And I think it's because of the power that we have. Right. It's an, it's like a, what is the word I'm looking for? Like they envious of it or they don't want you to know your power. Like think about everything. That That's do. like the Bible story. I'm about to say like, like the Bible story, Adam and Eve and, and Eve fucked up the world. That shit is not true. That shit is just a story. And, and I'm just so tired of, uh, uh, women not being congratulated in the industry and it always be oh all they do is this and all they do is that you know what i'm saying but men been talking about cheating and um i'm in love with a stripper uh jermaine dupree wrote the uh confession songs for usher and that's the same thing that they've been talking about for years so soon as females get a little lead where you have megan Estelle now you got raspy who else they have tiara wag come on name some more um you got Cardi. You got Cardi. You have, um... Oh, what is this girl? Give me some locals. Give me some locals. Um, Breaky for President. Breaky for President. Um, what's the one that's saying, I get ratchet with that ratchet? Oh, I get ratchet with that ratchet. Bobby Jean. Bobby Jean. Oh, I love Bobby Jean. Who else? Um, you got Queasy. You got Queasy. You got... You got Tokyo Vanity. Tokyo... Okay, so... Tokyo Vanity, Tokyo Jets, Light Skin Keisha... Um, Cash Doll. Cash Doll. Uh, they got this. I'm a, is it Amaretta? I'm a, she's from Atlanta. They got a lot. They got a lot. And, it, and it's like, this is the, the millennium of feminists. I'm saying that right? I don't know if it would. 
or just say this is the, the time for the women. The time for the women because of, of, of the simple fact that, you know, it's not just going to be one person. Like, for a long time, it was Nicki Minaj running this bitch for, like, 10 years. That brings us to our next topic. And Nicki Minaj, you know what I'm saying? She's, she's kind of, like, paved the way for more young and up-and-coming females to come out. Lady Dahlia, I forgot about the hush. She's like an upcoming female rapper too. She's good too. So let's talk about the next topic with the female rappers. Um, something interesting that we were talking about before we started recording was um, Nicki Minaj's 10-year run and like why at this point in time a lot of people, she get a lot of negativity, a lot of people say a lot of bad things. People say great things about Nicki, but it seems as though like the Nicki hate train like people hate Nicki Minaj and the first thing that like surfaced my mind was Nicki had a 10 year run mm -hmm. and um I don't know cause I'm, I don't know but she didn't really open the door for other females mm -hmm. um and what I mean by this I'm not talking about like influence and I'm not talking about giving them a, a pink print as she calls it I'm talking about actually Grabbing somebody Bringing bitches in mm -hmm. And from my knowledge I didn't see that So I thought That's probably why As you know Everything circle I really around. think It was what uh, Remy Ma was saying What? She was doing shit Behind the scenes Oh Or telling people like uh, If you book her I'm not gonna do a song With you Or don't do nothing With her Or she was slick side doing that. I think that's what uh, Remy Ma was saying. I'm not, I, I don't really know. But I feel like when you're in the industry, you're supposed to pull people up. That's the way your blessings come. But they have so many people, like even in this city, in New Orleans, they don't want to uh, pull the next person up because they feel like that's going to stop their bag. But if you're smart, you'll get behind some artists and, and uh, be producing some of these just, artists and you can make some money. It's just going to further you. But people feel like there's not enough for everybody and there is enough for everybody it's to win. But it's it's more than enough and in it's this mindset. mindset. Um, I think um, one of the things that I could appreciate about Cardi was from the jump of the start of her career, even if it was like local designers, local people who had clothes, she always would be rocking this shit or shouting them out or just showing a helping hand right mm -hmm. which was refreshing because we had somebody that was in this position for 10 years who we didn't really see or if she was doing it she was doing it behind the scenes but like i said the reason why it's different also social media mm -hmm. we're living in a time where you can see everything that's going on so i don't know i still love them both but I, I like just, I like Nicki Minaj too, but I think I really feel like she come off as a mean girl. And then sometimes when I hear a queen radio, she see she be going as though like people owe her something. You know what I'm saying? Not like owe her career, like you know, to pay homage to her and all that. And I'm like, sometimes you don't have to do that. People just will go ahead and just pay homage because a lot of you. people did. I feel and right, like. and then people really look up to her. But if you been nasty towards somebody or you been evil towards somebody, you'll be like, well, fuck that bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like that. that. I think that's what happened with her and Cardi. Because Nicki Minaj was out when... Nicki Minaj, I remember because I used to love Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. And I used to listen to the mixtapes. And I remember, I was like, oh my God, Wayne got this female rapper. Like, this just about to change. Oh yeah, she day. had the pink hair too. So, <laughs> I was like, you know, super excited for her to come. To just finally just break this barrier and have a female rapper coming out. And then it's just like, all right, she had a 10-year run, but it was nobody else after her. But I remember Lil' Kim. I was more of a Lil' Kim fan because that was kind of like in my era. Nicki was like kind of in Yeah, I was era. in ninth grade when Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I was like more yeah. on a, a, a Lil' Kim. But I remember Lil' Kim had a, a female called Tiffany. You ever heard of her? Tiffany something. Well, she had her, and I think she was trying to maneuver with her with rap or whatever. But more females, to me, need to get together and start supporting each other. And let me tell you why. Because these guys will pin us together. To go against each other. Yeah, to go against each other. But they sticking with their homeboys. You could you could tell in their music when they talk about their homeboys. They act like they have a love affair with their homeboys than the females. You understand what I'm saying? So they the females just be more loyal to each other. The females really gotta be really have to like stand together and make it a big big movement because we could bring this. We if we unite, you know the doors that we could kind of open, the, the endorsements and stuff that we could get. Because yes, you're looking at people like. Megan Thee Stallion, mm -hmm. right? Who created 
her own her own wave. Yes, and passing a lot of bitches up. <sighs> she is. I like Megan Thee Stallion because it seemed like she's sincere and she's real. And that's what you need. You have to have a great attitude. You know what I'm saying? You have to be positive and you have to... You can't always think that nobody ain't going to take your spot because they got hungry bitches out here all the time. So you got to stay humble and you got to always keep working. You feel what I'm saying? And some people just get to the point where they get one hit or two hits they or whatever. They get comfortable and they think that no bitch ain't going to take my spot. But you know I, what I'm but saying? one of the things, especially like when I'm performing, I always say that I'm going to hold my ladies down. But what I always meant by that is if we don't have one another, who going to have us? Yes. We got to have each other. Like I said, we've already, like I said, 10 years in a game and it was just Nicki Minaj. Now we breaking doors. These doors are opening yes. from every angle. So it's like we got to stick together and there's enough food at the table for everybody to eat. But like I said, it has to be a, a mindset. Everybody have to be on the same mindset it can't just be i want to do it and you don't want to do it. i ain't fucking with that you know you know how girls and then my cats. thing of it is respect people for where they add in music if you may be a little bit more lyrical than somebody that don't mean that you you're you better than that person yeah. it mean that in that area as your job this is what you good at and this person may be a little good with doing hooks or singing or whatever that's what she good at in her area you know what i'm saying like appreciate it because you got people like it just makes me so upset because niggas you had what trinidad what is it trinidad james this is like my freshman year in college trinidad trinidad james in my sophomore year was rich homie Quan and young thug like nobody took away from nobody everybody just helped each other the exactly. niggas that's what i appreciate about dudes they gonna help one another even in me being a female rapper i get more help from niggas than i do for females from females but it, all it, competition it shit. because i'm a woman right but yeah it's all this competition shit so my advice to females I just feel like y'all need to stay on y'all grind. And this another topic, though. Keep your legs closed. Stop mm. fucking these niggas. These niggas can't put you nowhere than where you could put yourself. That's Don't true. get into that. You heard me. Hear niggas in what they say. See mm. what they could do. And if they're not showing you what they could do, move on to the next thing. Open your own door. Even if you got to get a little job, put your money on the side. Even if you got to go through the motherfucking back door, through the window. Don't ever give up until you get to where you need to go. Exactly. Because people be feeling like if it ain't going to come easy, then it ain't coming. That's not true. That's not true. It's going to come. You just got to work for it. I'm telling you, anything you put out into the universe is going to come. Yes, Queasy. I taught you well. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this is Legendary Miss T, and this is a little wrap on the female rappers in the industry. And I want to shout out Queezy. I think you're going to be remarkable. At I am Queen Q W E E E. And y'all can follow me, the Legendary Miss T, on IG. So, this is another tree, True T with Legendary Miss T. Let's true. do a pose. True T with Legendary. We should do a song. True T with Legendary Miss T. <laughs> Alright, so we about to wrap it up. This is Legendary Miss T with True T with my girl Queezy. And we're gonna wrap it up and we'll see you on the next on another video. Okay. Okay. Alright. Boom. Cause it was gonna be 15 minutes. How long it keep be? We could continue the conversation because we on the we podcast. St we're still on the podcast. Podcasts do be long though. And it's recording your ass. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This your girl, Legendary Miss T with True T. And today's topic we're talking about, Dubonics. What I have on my head? Dubonics belong in the bedroom and not worn in the street okay not not really worn worn wearing your bonnet when you're going to a school meeting or 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 if you're in a mall or if you're in a grocery store or you're gonna run one errand ladies if you're gonna run some errands do you think that a bonnet is appropriate to be wearing oh good 
So let me take my bonnet off. I got my wig on. Shake, 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 shake back. I love my wig because it shake back. All right. So let's talk about this conversation. Let's get the discussion started, honey. So I remember an apartment complex a long time ago had a poster up. And the poster was saying that if you wore a bonnet, you could not come into the office. I remember reading something else on the internet and the school principal had a problem with uh, the kids' moms coming coming to pick their kids up with a bonnet on. And what is the big, what's the big issue about the bonnet? So we need to really have this discussion. So let me give you my opinion what I think. This is just my opinion. And, and let me say this. Everybody have the right to say and speak on how they feel without people getting mad. Why would somebody verse voice their opinion, people get mad? Everybody is entitled to their opinion. If you believe that you want to put a bonnet on your head and you go into the mall or a business meeting or whatever, or you going to the gym, oh, well, that's you because you have the right to do whatever you want to do in your life. And we also, when people come at you and they criticize you or they say something, that's just their opinion. There's no reason to get mad or cut somebody off over an opinion. It's just an opinion, people. So let's get into it. So my thing, I believe that, I believe, my thing of it is, y'all know I say that a lot. I believe that the bonics, hair bonics you put on your head, I believe they... I supposed to be they they are supposed to be for the bedroom or in your house or around your house if you're gardening or something like that. I don't like wearing bonics. This is just personally for myself. I don't like wearing bonics at the supermarket, at the grocery store, ripping and running, doing errands. I just don't feel like it's appropriate for me. You know what I'm saying? And you know it's like that's like a hairdresser. She said she doing hair, but her hair never did. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like me. I'm trying to sell fashionable clothes for thick girls and plus size girl, plus size girls. And when you see me, I'm looking tore up with a fucking bonnet on my head. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, I'm rolling out the fucking baby with pajamas. I never get that. You in a public place in the mall? Why would you want to wear pajamas? You know what I'm saying? The first impression is a motherfucker. You know, and uh, maybe some people may not agree. I just want y'all to comment below so we can have this discussion. So do you just think it's black women being discriminated against? Because every time a black woman set a trend, okay, with a bonnet, with braids or anything. So black girls been wearing braids for years. Since I was seven years old, I used to get braids in my head right now this new millennium the kardashians you see kim kardashian with braids on and they'll say that's fashionable you know what i'm saying or they're they will put it on the cover of a magazine but if we wear it if a black girl wear it they're saying that it's ghetto okay so we need to have that discussion to see Come on, I, I just need to hear from y'all because this is an important topic. And sometimes I think it does, it do be against black women. Because we really set trends. Black women, we really, really set trends. And every time we set trends with colorful hair, colorful wigs, it's ghetto. Right? But if somebody like Kylie Jenner put on a blue wig, it's high fashion. Okay? So do you think it's a little discrimination? with the bonnet because I'm a little biased on that you know I don't want to wear a bonnet because I don't think that it looks professional and that's why I have like 10 20 wigs I could just throw on my head when I'm going somewhere because for me being a businesswoman I want to look appropriate I feel like I should look look good I feel like if I'm trying to sell clothes to uh, girls I'm not saying I have to put on high fashion but I should at least try to look decent. So when you see me, you're like, okay, where you get that from? Or, oh, you sell those shades you have on? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to dress the part. That's why I never went to girls that do hair and they hair all over their head. Because 
you are your brand. When you're walking and people, and you saying you do hair, or if you're walking and you say you sell clothes and you look in a mess, come on now. You know? So I'm just, I just think that, you know, the women get discriminated with the bonics. Personally, I don't like wearing bonics, and I do think it's just take away from your look when you're out. And I like to look cute. Everywhere I go, I like to look cute, and I like to look appropriate, you know, for me being a businesswoman. I'm not rolling in no meeting with no fucking bonic in my head. I'm just not. So let's get the discussion started. It's bonics. The bonnet that the girls wear, do that belong just in the bedroom, around the house, or if you're gardening or some shit like that, or whatever you're doing. I think it's a stay-home thing. What you guys think? Do you think that it's appropriate going to your child's school with high fucking shorts on with all your booty out? That's another topic, right? Or with a bonnet on your head, going to talk to uh, the principal. So you got your eyelashes on, you got a bonnet on. You won't, and then some girls sleep with their lashes on, which I really don't do. My thing of it is, so you got all this, you got makeup on and all, and you got a bonnet on your head. Why not take 10 to 15 minutes and put some appropriate clothes on? You do it for the club. You feel what I'm saying? You do it for a concert. I'm just saying, and I may get a lot of hate with this video, but I just think that we already get dog. Black women, we already get dog. We get dog by... You know, black men, uh, you know, they say uh, they like red bones and they just fuck over the black queens, the brown skin girls, the cocoa girls, the chocolate girls or whatever. And, you know, I don't think sometimes black men be appreciating us. So everything we do, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? But let Kim Kardashian or Kylie Jenner start wearing a bonnet to go pick up their children. It's going to be a trend. So y'all let me know what y'all think about that. Okay, what y'all think about that? Y'all think it's it's like a contradictory, like when 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 white women wear it. So and then they have a white woman that came out with a scarf to go to sleep with, and it was like a bonnet, and women was just going off. Like they were like, we been wearing bonnets, and she had her bonnets or whatever they were for ninety nine dollars, ninety eight dollars. Let me tell you something about them white motherfuckers. And I'm 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 not racist at all. But seem like white people support their people. If a black girl came out with a bonnet that was $98, y'all would not support her. I don't know why black people don't support people. But I don't even okay, she got a little black black uh she got a little backlash when it came to, you know, her bonnet saying she discovered it. But I bet you she going to sell out the motherfuckers with the white community because they support each other, you know, and that's another topic, too. So, ladies, let's talk about it. Do you think your pajamas and the bonics belong only in the bedroom? I think so. That's my opinion. But let's get the discussion started. I want to hear from you guys and how do you think about wearing bonics and pajamas and shit like that in public places? Okay. This your girl, Legendary Miss T, and I am out. We're going to continue this conversation on my podcast, True Tea with Legendary Miss T. I love y'all. Thank y'all for the support. I'm just speaking into existence that my platform will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Thank you. Y'all also subscribe to my YouTube channel, Legendary Miss T. I'm trying to build everything up, baby. I'm starting from the bottom. You heard me. But guess what? The underdog always wins. Okay? Legendary Miss T with True T. And I'm out, baby. Leave your comments below. And let's get the discussion started, honey. Okay? So let's continue this conversation, you guys, about the bonics. It's just, it's crazy that, you know, that's the issue I really have with it. Is when a white woman do it. It become fashionable, but if a black woman wear a bonnet, then you know it's a bad thing, or it's ghetto, or it look it, it look trifling, or you know, or whatever like that. You know, people say shit like that. But if you go back in history, and when it was slavery, you know, the white women, the European women, had an issue with our hair, so we used to always wrap our hair up.
and beautiful scars and bonics and stuff like that back in the day. And it's so crazy because, you know, you never hear anything about what don't look right on a white woman. And black women always get criticized. And it's so crazy we get criticized by our own kind, you know. It's just crazy that Kim Kardashian, and I forgot what magazine it was. I don't know if it was Vogue or whatever. But she had braids in her head, and they called it high fashion. And we been wearing, black women been wearing braids for years. And, oh, that's ghetto. Oh, you know, they even had an issue a year ago when a girl was going to a Catholic school. And her teacher did not want her to come in the classroom because she had braids in her head. I mean, crazy. You know, people want you to just live up to... American standards, European standards. But the thing of it is, you know, I believe that everybody should be accepted for their culture. You know, Mexican people should be accepted for their culture because everybody is different. If everybody were, you know, if everybody was around here being like they're a white person, come on, this world would be boring as fuck. You know, that's why we have different cuisines. We have Mexican cuisines. We have Italian cuisines. We have American cuisines. We have African dishes. We have Jamaican dishes. This is why we have those type of things because people are different in America. And that's why it is supposed to be the land of the free because there are different cultures. You know what I'm saying? Different cultures. And I just feel like this world would be boring and boring as fuck, you know, so. The moral to the story is, uh, you know, I just feel like sometimes it's just hard on a black sister when she do a style or if she wearing a purple wig or a blue wig or a pink wig. They're saying it's ghetto. Come on, now let's keep it real. But if she had, um, if she had on, you know. A blind wig, then she trying to be white. We never get a break. We never get a break, you know. So let's get the discussion started. You guys could go on my IG page and check me out on IGTV. My page is the legendary Miss T. You know, okay. So let's keep the discussion coming. Comment below and tell me what you think. Do you think Bonics supposed to stay in the bedroom? The pajamas supposed to stay in the bedroom and not in a public place? Or do you think it's just some kind of racist thing that they have against black women? Okay, that's the topic today, my darlings. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. And I will be back. Legendary Miss T with True T. Oh, girl.